And now, back to the Johnny B Show. B Show, Monday night, 102.5 The Bone, Real Raw Radio. If you just tuned in and you're sad because uh, you missed the first hour, all you got to do is download The Bone app and you can play this show and all the shows on the station over again for free. It's a replay feature. You can also go to theboneonline.com and do it there and also find links for the app right there. Android, iOS, Google Play, all that jazz. Every Monday night during football season, we have a little segment called the Bucks Break with my guy, Brett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm okay. Uh, (laughs) Before I trigger my depression again, Uh talking about this game from Sunday, I want to tell you something. I got my hands on a Popeye's chicken sandwich today. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, I'm a little three weeks late to the party, but oh, man, I can see why people are out here getting stabbed for this sandwich. It's not all hype, right? It's not. It's the crispiness throughout. Yeah. The flavor. It's oh, just, yeah. it's all there. Uh-huh. And uh, it was beautiful. Let me tell you, this is how fat I am. Last night, instead of sleeping at two o'clock in the morning, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, yeah? On how to make your own Popeyes. Oh, no. Chicken sandwich. Oh, my goodness. It's oh. a lot easier than you would think, folks. Really? Oh, yeah. Walk us through it. Uh, okay, I'll give you the quick, quick. Rundown. Uh, chicken breast, obviously. Uh, you want to pound them just a little bit. Pow, 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 pow. Tenderize them. You want to throw salt, pepper, a little paprika. Uh, and then you want to get you some buttermilk. You're going to marinate it in that buttermilk oh. for about two hours in the refrigerator. Oh. Then when you take it out, you can get some all-purpose flour, some garlic powder, some onion powder, some salt, some pepper. And maybe, maybe if you want a little crispier, little baking soda, right? Oh. Then you're going to dredge it. You're going to go boom, boom, boom into that, and then you're going to go back into that buttermilk, and then you're going to batter it again. You always go twice when you're frying chicken. And then you get you some nice oil, 350, and uh, you fry that bitch up for about 10 minutes, and boom, there you go. You get you a nice brioche bun. You got some uh, pickles, and then you need a little, little mayo on there. Boom, you got a Popeye's chicken sandwich at your house. Uh, or you could just go to the drive-thru, and it's a lot easier. So did you have to wait uh, long in line or anything? No, man. I actually caught him at a good time. I was running between the post office and the bank. Popeye's was right there, and I mm. looked over, and it was like you know the light from the heavens was shining down mm. on the building because yeah. there was no line. Oh. And I flew over there, Crazy. got in the line, what? and then immediately five cars behind me. Oh, man. So, yeah. you, so you just happened to catch a perfect window. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was it was fantastic. It's like you're playing Popeye's Tetris, and like your piece just fit perfect. So. I finally felt like I won something, you know. <laughs> finally, as a Bucks fan, we'll take any small victory we can get. <laughs> How so sad, sad. Uh, if it means like you uh, destroying your arteries with Popeye's chicken, uh, we'll take that kind of win any day of the week. So I guess we got to talk about this game now, huh? Yes, uh, you want to? Yeah, we're gonna talk about more than the game. Oh yeah. Because I think we're at a point now where the season's gone, way gone. Like, it was already gone, but now it's way gone. 
You know, when, once you lose game number seven, when you're still three and six or you've only lost six times, as unrealistic as it is, as stupid as you sound, there's still that little tiny sliver of hope that, like, maybe they pull it out, nope. finish nine and seven, right? Nope. Eight and eight, worst case scenario, second well, half of the season. They really uh, put it together. Nope. And as fate would have it, that's not what happened for our Bucks in Raymond James on Sunday. It was an ass whooping. Um, I expected it. This is a sad part. Like, this is the first game of the year that I had no hope going into it. Oh. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm a realist, Anna, and I'm tired of pumping up this horrible organization when they don't deserve it. They give us nothing to be inspired about, nothing to have hope for. They do nothing but caca. Now, you played the Saints, a Super Bowl contender, who have the referees in their back pocket, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah. But – I wanted to hope that they would at least show up a little more competitive this game because let's talk about it. You had the Seahawks game where I said after that week, I think these guys are buying into what Bruce and his staff are bringing to the table. Arizona, it was a little bit of an ugly win, but it was a win, and it was something to really get the ball rolling, right? Right. And then you just show up, and this team did not look mentally prepared whatsoever for New Orleans. It was the opposite. And right out the gate, did you see JPP warming the crowd up before the game? Yeah. This was the tall tale sign. He's in the huddle, and he's like, all right, y'all ready? And I forget what he said to yell, but they barely – you could barely hear him. And then he goes, nah, we got to do better than that. As a person that played football and coached football, if you have to remind the players to get hype, you've already lost a game. I've never been in a pregame warm-up where you're trying to get everybody pumped up and people look like they would rather be somewhere else, and you win the game. I knew right then. I was laughing watching the Fox pregame show – I said, JPP's having to tell them, no, that's not good enough. Let's yell it again. We lost this game. And then all you saw was loafing. Like, we cut Vernon Hargraves for loafing. We have to cut half the team yesterday. You got to call out Andamika Sue. He's the first guy that comes to mind. I'm convinced he's gotten to the point where he just doesn't care that much Why anymore. Would he? Why he would knows he? we're not going to make he's the playoffs. On a one, he's on a one-year deal. $10 million. Yeah. Take he's laughing his way to the bank. I would too. But it was one play in particular where Alvin Kamara was weaving his way in and out, as he, as he does, Yeah. right? And, I mean, Sue had him in his arms. I don't know what else he could have done. Like, he he, he high-fived him on the way yeah, back. Yeah, he could have kissed him on the cheek. Yum. And he just let him go. He wasn't the only one on that play. There was several no, he definitely players wasn't. That, that, I think Will Golston was another name. And look, that was the first thing I thought, too, when I saw that Sue play, and I saw you tweet out about it. I thought, this guy came here on a one-year deal. They probably promised him this giant turnaround with Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians. And look at this great team with Le- Levante David and, and uh, these uh, the JPP, all this stuff. And then he was, he was like, all right, you know what I mean? So I, I'll buy into it. Maybe we can make some things happen. And then after their three and six, he's like, let me just get this $10 million. I'm getting married to this beautiful lady. And then uh, I'll probably go play for the Eagles next year right. and have an opportunity to actually make the playoffs and stuff. He, he's already been to a Super Bowl. He's made tons of money. He's a, a hundred millionaire. You know, like he's, he's made a lot of money. So at this point, if he sees the rest of the team loafing. What's he going to do? Right. Take this team and inspire him when he's gone in January. He's gone. He's not coming back here. We can't afford him. And he doesn't want to play for a sucky-ass team like this. It sucks. But I think a good thing about him coming here, and you kind of have to look at the silver lining, uh, Vita Vea has developed into the player that really 
we had hoped he'd be when we drafted him. Uh, he's been awesome. He's been a freak of nature. He's been the talk of the town these past few weeks. So I'm confident about him holding down the middle of that line. But yeah, and Damakasu, he's really up in the air. Probably won't be here next year. But Johnny, we can't ignore it any longer, dude. What? We got to talk about Jameis Winston. Okay. Okay. So 30 for 51, 313 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. and four interceptions. Right. Jameis did not play a good game. Jameis did not play a bad Jameis game. I'm not ready to put all of the blame on Jameis. He certainly didn't help us uh-huh. win the game on Sunday. But you kind of look at the cards he was dealt. Every aspect of this game. They only ran the ball eight times. Right. Ronald Jones only ran it four times. Mm-hmm. Dario Gambuale ran it twice for zero yards, just like he did last week. So why does he continue to get carries? Don't know. But he had an offensive line that fell apart all day long. They completely failed him. Like they did the first time they played the Saints. And that's what it is, man. The Saints just have our number, and they know every possible way to take advantage of that Bucks offensive line, in particular, because they couldn't adjust to the blitz. You didn't have any running back who could pick up a blitz. Ronald Jones isn't that good. Dario Gamboale can't block worth a damn. No. So Jameis was running for his life all day. He had two terrible interceptions, but, dude, those first two, stuff like that only happens in Tampa. Look, and here's the thing. I, I'm I'm exhausted uh, when it comes to making excuses for Jameis Winston. Right. Um, is he the best? No, he's not. But he's not nearly as bad as everybody makes him out to be. I, am I saying I want him here next year? No, I'm ready to blow this whole bitch up. I'm ready to keep 10 players, blow it up. Jason Light, bye-bye. The whole coaching staff, sorry, I love Bruce Arians. He's one of my favorite characters in football of all time. But if he's going to delegate everything down to people that are doing a horrible job, then I'm sorry. Go to your lake in Georgia and enjoy your retirement. You're a good dude. You had a great career. I need somebody to come in here and inspire this franchise. The Glazers, sell the goddamn team. If you don't want to win just go. I know what bad ownership looks like. Daniel Snyder, he's been proving that in Washington for how long? I want to win. I want a franchise that wants to win. Be like the Vinicks. Be like uh, the Rays. Show me. Show me something. Inspire me to spend more money. I'm wearing a brand new goddamn Bucks hat that I bought Friday after you won a game. You got my $40. You won a game. And then what did you do? You doo-dooed on me again. Why do you think that the owners don't want to win because they're not showing it they're not putting in the right staff they they're really the- not wanting to spend the money either well look but they I- already own a goddamn team why don't you just go all the way and try to you know make it the best you can no because they also own other stuff they also yeah. own uh i don't know man united uh over being, in england they're being pushed out of there yeah good anyway so when it comes to Jameis. I break down the entire game, and then I also try to get inside the head of people that are having a tough time. All right, this guy, he can't win no matter what. Even if he throws for 500 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, people are going to still say he sucks. He's got the stigma. He's never going to be good here in the eyes of anybody that, that that's a Bucks fan. So he comes out the gate. He throws a pass directly into the face of O.J. Howard, who decides to roll it around his back and flip it to a linebacker because O.J. Howard sucks. He sucks ass. Cam Brake comes in, who shouldn't have been on the bench for the last season. He comes in and catches 10 passes. Not a problem because he's a professional. So right away, he's down. He's down an interception. 
Our defense can't stop anybody. It's 20 to 0 in like 5 minutes. And and Jameis has only had the ball once and he threw the ball to his own guy and it was intercepted. So immediately the announcers are like, "Whoa, Jameis Winston already with the knee INT." Hey, did you mention that that was OJ Howard's INT? So get into the mind of Jameis Winston. Holy S. I'm down 20 nothing. These guys hate me. I'm in this contract year. I can't keep having these bad games. Uh my receivers aren't Getting open. I have two of the best receivers in the league, and they're not open. If I don't know what's going on. They're not calling plays to get the one of the best receivers in the league wide open. Why is it that Michael Thomas is always open? Because but, the Bucs have the worst secondary in the NFL. No, no, no. When you're not playing the Bucs, every time they play anybody, he's always open. Because... They have a, a coach that puts him in position to be open. He knows how to scheme him open. Byron Leftwich can't get Mike Evans open against a backup corner. Mike Evans can't get Mike Evans open against a backup corner. So immediately you're down 20 nothing. So now James is like, I got to make things happen. Plus, they're only calling pass plays because we're down 20 nothing. We can't develop a run game. They're teeing off on me. They're blitzing the hell out of me. Nobody can block. So you know what? At this point, he's got to be thinking, just just don't re-sign me. Let me go to a team with a block for me and I have a chance to win. It's in the back of his head, too. He's got to be like, F this town, too. They've never given him an opportunity to do anything. And it really sucks to think about because, like you said, there is that small possibility that even if he's presented with a franchise tag at the end of the year, Jameis could say no. But you say you're ready to blow it up. You're ready yes. for Bruce Arians to retire, go back yeah. to his lake house with his wife in Georgia, it can't Jason be any Light. Worse. It can't be any worse. I'm not a Jason Light fan at this point. but I, I'm am, on, I am a hater. I am on the other end of the spectrum with you. I have got this really strong feeling that Bruce is going to be here next year. And if Bruce is here next year, Jameis is probably going to be here too. I think this coaching staff still has a plan. <sighs> okay, I'm okay with it. No, I, I think this entire year, what screwed us was a – the worst schedule in NFL history, right? It didn't help. Growing pains of a new coach, a new system, things like that. This is an evaluation year for them. And I'm not saying it's an excuse for being 3-7 and seven right now, but I'll take it for what it is. If they can build in the trenches in the draft, get some solid tackles, if they want to move Donovan Smith to right tackle and actually get a competent left tackle who isn't going to injure your damn quarterback. No, I'm done with both of them. Did you see, uh, and somebody tweeted out uh, a little replay of this, Donovan Smith, while we're down, uh, I don't know, I think we are down 17 at the time, uh, there was a play where uh, one of our guys got the ball, I believe it was Ronald Jones, and Donovan Smith just slaps it out of his hand playfully. No, it was, uh, I know what you're talking about, it was uh-huh. Jameis, he helped him up, he had yeah. the ball in yeah. his hand. He slapped it out of his hands. No, he went to fix his shoulder pad and he just okay. missed because he's not good with his hands. Uh, well, so you fix a shoulder pad by slapping it? He looked like a playful little bitch that didn't care that we were getting our ass kicked. That's what he looked like. That's what I don't like. I saw loafing, and this is like, you said, yeah, th- th- they have a plan. Fine. Schematically, have a plan. But we got to change the culture. No, you're right. The culture sucks balls. Like, that's what Dungy did in 1996 is he came in and he even said that. He goes, the attitude of this franchise has to take a, a, a 180 right now. You know, and it's funny, too, because Bruce Arian said today in a press conference, he said, I don't believe in psychology and football. But there's something here. Yes. Because if you've got the talent that we do, you've got two of the best receivers in the NFL, right? you got Shaq Barrett leading the league in sacks, even mm-hmm. though he didn't even show up yesterday. You've got the pieces 
everywhere. The fact that it can't come to fruition on Sundays and at least look a little bit more competitive, he's convinced there's something there, and so am I. But I think, just like you said, it starts with the culture 100%. This is a team team ingrained in losing, and uh, you really got to work hard to get out of that. Ask Cleveland how it is. Since Cleveland got a franchise back again, they lost their original, (laughs) went to the Ravens, which has to sting because the Ravens are amazing. So now the new Browns, which, by the way, if you're a city and you lose your team and your team has the worst mascot and logo in the history of the NFL. What is, what is the Brown? Oh, they named it after mm-hmm. their former coach from uh, the 50s, but Paul what's Brown. what's the mascot? Just the color a hel- brown. A helmet. There's no mascot. Like, is there a guy that runs around in, like, a suit? It's, no. a, it's a dog. Yeah, they, it's bad. But, <laughs> but you're talking about losing culture? Look at their roster. And they still sucked because that city only knows losing. Besides, besides their baseball and their basketball team had a you know a little flash in the pan with LeBron. As far as football goes, they've been doo doo forever, and that's all they know. They they got a goddamn Pro Bowl team on their roster, and they suck. Do you remember at the beginning of the year, people were saying they're going to make these deep playoff yeah. runs because they've got this team on paper? Yeah, you know what the Browns oh, said. So good. You know what the Browns said? Really? Hold my beer. Watch this. We're yeah. going to suck. Ooh. But that, but that's the problem with the Bucks. I think, and look, there's a lot of stuff going on. We talk about, and we were going to get into this, we talk about the refereeing. I'm at this point now where. Oh, we haven't even talked about the refs yet, but, but damn, but you know, dude. And it's not the Bucks; It's the league. It's happening in every city. Oh, yeah. The fans are completely on edge when it comes to the officiating. I, I, I've talked to so many people that are ready to quit watching football. And I'm almost there because it's heart-wrenching to think of how bad the officiating is. It just seems like, and I made this Jeffrey Epstein meme yesterday, uh, because it seems like as poorly as they kill Jeffrey Epstein, that's how poorly these referees are fixing games. they got to be better than they are at rigging games. I was listening to the latest Pewter Report podcast, and Mark Cook he brought up this excellent example. People stop watching boxing because the bets were in, right? Absolutely. It was as fixed as it could get. Yeah. And it's starting to get that way with the NFL because these referees are not being held accountable for multiple terrible calls. I blatant. mean, They're there, blatant were, calls. there were six, seven plus throughout the Bucks game on Sunday. But just like you said, it is league wide. Yes. And it's a problem. And by the way, the NFL just cut a deal with Caesars and now there's uh, sports books in stadiums. Uh, we're not dumb. We're more woke than you think we are, NFL. Yes, they know we're going to consume their product no matter what. We love football. But, God damn, we don't like getting effed in the A over and over again. And we just want a product that's, I don't know, a little bit honest. Like like there's a fighting chance. I mean, you look at the stuff that happened yesterday, right? You look at, uh, I don't know. Uh, a seven and a half point spread with Dallas and Detroit, and uh, down by fourteen, Detroit scores a touchdown, decides to go for a two point conversion, misses it, and Dallas covers by a half a point. You got a ten point spread or nine and a half point spread with Arizona and San Francisco. San Francisco scores a crazy touchdown in the last play on a fluke fumble and covers the spread by a half a point. There's all kinds of weird stuff. The Mike Evans pass interference yesterday. That was ridiculous. It's the worst one. If you're going to allow reviews of pass interferences, that is a prime example of how you turn one over. And on the same play, uh, Cam Pe- Brate's being tackled by a linebacker, and somebody is two yards off sides on defense. Yep, P.J. Nobody Williams. P.J. Yeah. Williams, the guy blocking Mike Evans, is a whole foot across the line of scrimmage. And just like you said, Mike Evans – 
the 15 years that people have been teaching me football, I have always learned that there's a five-yard buffer zone between yeah. what the receiver can do off of the line of scrimmage to try and break out of press coverage. So I guess Mike Evans got offensive pass interference because he's too strong. Do you like know what, what, do you, what? What is another name for press coverage? Bump and run. Oh, bump and run. Yeah, that's where you do the bump and run. Because Mike Evans is 6'5", and he tossed the guy like he was a baby, he gets an, uh, an OTI. It's so stupid. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to... Council, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How'd you like that Bucks game? <sighs> it's miserable. And I agree <laughs> with most of the points that you guys have. Uh, the biggest part is that I see, you know, I agree with um, the no run game, no uh, no defense whatsoever. You can't mm-hmm. you can't rush the box because you can't trust your D-backs. D uh, I think the biggest thing is, there's uh, the, talk about the culture. Who's holding who accountable? Right. Back in the day, yep. Stapp ran wild. But you know who he answered to? Brooks. If Brooks got in front of him and told him to settle down, did he fight Brooks? No. Nope. There's none of that. There's no leadership. There's no accountability. And the culture, like you said, is trash. They, they've become accustomed to losing. And as long as the paycheck's there, they don't, they don't care. They yeah. don't care. I really thought when they cut Hargraves it was going to be an eye-opener, but it seemed like there was more loafing yesterday. And to me, it was a slap in the face to Bruce Arians. And you could tell in a press conference after the game, he looked like a disappointed dad that has kids running around uh, partying in the streets when he's at work, uh, you know, uh, at the at the coal mine, you know. And that's what it looked like. He looked like, what do I got to do to get these big-ass babies to just listen and do what they're supposed to do. Stop jumping off sides three times in a row. Stop doing dumb stuff and just take your game seriously. You're a professional. You know, do your job. And you know what's bad? You got a guy like um, JPP who still has dog in him. Yeah. And yeah. he's been out for a while and he still has that hunger. He comes back and he has to hold these guys accountable. And, you know, granted, he's still a young guy when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But there's no, I mean, you, can, you can't teach a guy leadership. You need to find that in these guys and i blame that on uh uh the uh, general manager for not finding these guys who are national leaders they go through so much in terms of interviews and i mean i it's easier to get hired on with secret service than to get into this league man some of the stuff that they have to go through they yeah. they interview all your friends your neighbors everybody what? but yet yeah, they can't find somebody that, who's gonna you know actually care about winning well here's the thing Tra- track record like if you don't do your job at a regular job you get fired right jason light has sucked True. from day one the entire 2016 draft aside from ryan smith is not on the team anymore that is a fireable offense. You go away. My day job, I deal poker. If if I just took the deck and threw it across the room instead of giving cards out to the players, they would fire my ass immediately. That is the equivalent of what Jason Light's doing as a GM. He constantly drafts horrible. When I look at guys like Dalvin Cook running wild from Minnesota, oh, we drafted God. O.J. Howard. We could have had Dalvin Cook. Oh, God. In the second round, we could have traded up and got him. Uh, when I see uh, 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 Mac. Uh, for Indianapolis, who was just sitting there. Oh, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. And we drafted. Oh, we waited to the fifth round and got Snoop Dogg's uh, Little League player that couldn't read a playbook, and now he's not even on a team. Like, what do we do? We have needs, and we don't address our needs. We and you tr- can't say Marlon Mack was not on the radar, being a local guy and knowing he's playing awesome. in the same GD house that yeah. you play in. Uh, and not only that, if God bless came to break because he's a spark. But if you're, if, unless your name is Gronk, your tight end should not be your leading receiver. That means you cannot get open and downfield, mm-hmm. nor can you establish your run game. And that's despicable. Yeah, absolutely. And you're building the trenches. Thanks, Council. I appreciate it. But I got to take a couple more calls before we go to break.
Appreciate Love it. you. Love you. Yeah, when you look at uh, the best, to me right now, the best GM in the game is John Lynch. Dude, he's killing it two years yeah. in. By the way, we could have had John Lynch. You don't think John Lynch wouldn't have jumped on this job? If we would have told John Lynch three years ago, hey, we're going to fire Jason Light. Do you want the job? He would have loved it. He's a Tampa guy. He would have went all over it. John Lynch did exactly what you're supposed to do. He built in the trenches first. Yep. He got a D-line that's all pro. He got a front seven. He went out and got our middle linebacker. He went out and got killers. Dogs is what he got. That's what Warren Sapp calls guys like uh, Quan, uh, Quan, Quan Alexander. Alexander. That's a dog, right? He went out and got those guys. John Lynch says, let's build a defensive line and an offensive line. Now they're running the ball all over the place with a guy named Breida. And they got and they got Jimmy G behind that line. I'm not saying I'm not a huge good. Jimmy G, but he's not that no, good. Exactly. Good. They run the goddamn ball, Red. Yes, they do. Sorry. Let me tell you some guys that have won Super Bowls. Trent Dilfer. Yep. He's won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson was fine, but he wasn't stellar. He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's never going to be on the Ring of Honor. In, in Raymond James Stadium. Maybe when, they, maybe when they like run out of guys in no, 10 years. He'll never be there. He won a Super Bowl, but he never did anything spectacular. He was fine. No, you're, you're not wrong. We won with defense. We won with a good, decent running game with Michael Pittman and a good offensive line though, for a few years. It's just ridiculous. How can commoners, ham and eggers like us, see when the draft comes around, hey, we need, these are the people we need. No. The, the, the lineman that, that Denver took, uh, Dalton, I, I was screaming his name. We just, nah. Now, you know what? Let's grab another sorry-ass defensive back. Who cares? Uh, it, it just, it's stupid. It's asinine. Hey, Mark, what's up? What's going on, guys? How are you? Good, buddy. Good. What's going on? Good. You made a very good comment about, like, culture, like the losing culture, the winning culture. I mean, look at the Patriots. I mean, literally, they win. It's culture. You know, they don't win by much anymore, but they still win. So, you know, the Bucks kind of have that mentality as well, where, like, the fans are even like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We win 500 this season. I'm a diehard Dolphin fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Poor guy. Nothing to talk about right now. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Because we are so accustomed to absolutely being garbage mm-hmm. and losing. I feel you. And, you know, who, who's what talents do we have on our team? Devontae Parker? No. Nope. Yeah, look, and, and magic. You, That's it. I'm glad you brought up the Patriots, Mark, because the Patriots sucked. I don't know how old you are, uh, but when I was a kid. 37. Okay, when I was a kid, the Patriots sucked. In the 80s, they were yep. garbage. Nobody was going to the games. They sucked. How did they change the culture? They sold the team to a guy that wanted to win. He also likes handies. And then they got Bill Belichick. <laughs> and Bill Belichick is a no-nonsense guy. They came in, changed the culture. They've been a dynasty. Did you see the uh, the jab that Bill Belichick took at Lane Johnson and the Eagles today during his press conference? No, I have a job. So a few years ago. Lane Johnson said, well, the Patriot way isn't fun. I'd rather win one Super Bowl having fun than five not having fun. Two years later, the day they beat the Eagles in his pe- uh, in his post game, he goes, yeah, it looks like those guys had a lot of fun out there oh, today. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, th- thanks, Mark. I appreciate it, man. Good, good love point. You guys. Later, love you guys. Pal. Yep. 727-579-1025-800-771-1025. One more call. Taylor, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Johnny? It's Tyler. Oh, hey, Tyler. Sorry, buddy. Hey, so I was at the game uh, yesterday, and they were doing a swearing-in ceremony for the military and whatever, and I'm just trying to chime in on that illegal call that they made. Okay. You know, it's just trash with the line of scrimmage and the roughing, the illegal um, pass interference or whatever. Yeah. It was just, I was there, and I was actually watching, and then I went down to get, um, like, some nachos or something, 
And then you could hear it on the ESPN because they had it on the TVs, and they were just saying how trash the call was and everything. And then people were also saying that because uh, the coach was try talking trash or whatever, that the rest are trying to get back at him. So I don't know. The, 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 the coaches are speaking out. Players are speaking out. Uh, it's becoming more and more prominent. Like, it, it's obvious that these refs, they're either the most inept in the history of officiating or they're crooked. Either way, it has to be changed immediately. I'm convinced that yeah. this year in the playoffs, we're going to see the most controversial Thanks, call that we have ever seen in football history. Something that turns the tide even more mm-hmm. than the Rams Saints thing did last Dude, year. Dude, I had a conspiracy theory that popped in my head today. Now, the reason why the pass interference uh, replay rule is in, is in effect is because of a couple of years ago, the Rams Saints playoff game, and you had the Rams player tackle the Saints player. It was obvious. My theory is they set that up on purpose so they can have a replay rule. Because this replay rule has been the opposite of what it's supposed to be. It's allowing people to pass in a fear. Coaches are challenging, and it's not being overturned. And, and all it does is cover the NFL's ass. Well, we got a rule in place, just like the helmet rule, because they don't want to be sued for concussions. All they do is try to cover their ass, like this, like with this Kaepernick thing last week. Oh, we set up a practice, and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and then they had this big five-page waiver, and his lawyer's like, I'm not signing that waiver. So he went down and had his own practice. The NFL, all they care about is making billions and billions of dollars, and now they're intertwined with casinos. We're screwed, man. Let's just hope that the football league that's owned by the wrestling league is as legit as wrestling because that would be less fake than the NFL right now. You know what? I, I mean, I think you and I should propose a letter to the NFL, maybe their corporate office, let them know, hey, we got a pretty kick-ass casino down here, Hard Rock Seminole. Maybe you heard of it. Maybe mm. you can hook us up with a few good games next year. Nah, man. Scratch your back, I'll scratch yours. They don't care about me. Uh, let everybody know how they can find you on social media and, of course, the Cannon Fire Podcast. Yes, sir. So if you want to listen to any episode of CFP, we are – Anywhere you download a uh, podcast, you can also watch with video on YouTube and BoxReport.com. And then you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus. If you follow me, I promise I'll follow you back. By the way, Bucks Report is now featuring my tweets about the Bucks games every Sunday live on the uh, BucksReport.com. So uh, I thought that was really, really cool. They reached out. It's called Deep Post with Johnny B every Sunday where they feature my rants on our horrible franchise. So, hey, Bucks, thanks for sucking and making me funny on Twitter, you jerk-offs. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, when we come back from this here break, what's going to happen, Johnny B? I don't know. We're probably going to talk about Prince Andrew. Oh, my goodness. He um, he was interviewed, Anna. Yep, on the BBC, like almost an hour interview. And, I mean, this whole interview, it looked like, was to clear his name when it come to the Epstein tie-in. But uh, Yeah, that was a massive backfire. Ooh, so, it's awesome. We have audio. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.